So I'm uh, sitting here looking at the five most addictive substances in the world. Heroin, cocaine, nicotine, barbiturates. Of course, they put in parentheses, downers. Alcohol. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll give you those. But, uh, I mean, no amphetamines, uh, no caffeine. I mean, that, okay, that'd be the top seven, Jeff. We're doing the top five. I would venture to say that uh, caffeine and amphetamines got to be climbing that list, right? It just seems like it's got to be in the top five. Over over barbiturates, over the down, oh, downers, you know, Valium, downers, whatever you want to take it because I think – I'd like to see what's in what they're putting in that. You're right. I'd like to see what they're putting in under the barbiturates tag. Anyway, it's a good thing that I've stopped heroin. I've stopped cocaine. I've stopped depending on what's in the what's under the, on the list of barbiturates. I've stopped those. I've stopped alcohol and now I've stopped nicotine. My god. What has become of me? I think the days of the host of these awards, banquets, and shows, those days are over. You might as well just roll out banquets, whatever you call them. Yeah, they're getting their awards. Yeah, whatever you want to do. They're done. So I was going to play the Kevin Hart bit, you know, where he was saying that he's done with it, he's moving on. But it's like 11 minutes with Michael Strahan. I can't take that. We're not airing 11 minutes of Kevin Hart and Michael Strahan. I don't care how good they thought it was for the, what is it, Good Morning America? Or the Today Show? Good Morning America, yeah. So, just know that Kevin was done with it. Who knew that he had a serious XM show? How can Kevin Hart have a serious XM show? Jeff, he's Kevin Hart. That's not the point. That's not my, that's not my point. Straight from the heart. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, it's probably good. I've never... <laughs> I mean, it might be good. I've never heard it. But how does Kevin Hart get a serious XM show? I'd like to know how much they're paying him for that, too. So he tells, uh, you know, Ellen DeGeneres uh, washed him of his sins. Uh, and then uh, the Academy said, uh, oh, okay, good, you can come back. And Kevin said, nah, I'm done with you. Have a nice day. And you know what? I'm done talking about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm done. You all can move on. You keep talking about it if you want. I'm done. I'm all about today. Which makes me think that you know, those days of hosting are over. They're teasing Whoopi Goldberg. That would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. It would not be awesome. It would be a nightmare. Although I would watch. It would be a nightmare. She would, it's going to, it would be unbelievable. Now, really, it should be Ellen. Really, it just should be Ellen. I mean, I, I said that on, uh, on my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA. Uh, because of the Oscars have not direct messaged me or called me, and I offered quite some time ago to host the Oscars. I know I don't have a serious XM show, but uh, I was ready. I, I still am kind of ready, although it would take a little bit more money uh, this time. But because uh, that was pre health issues, now I got to go out to California and I got to watch what I do. So I got I need more cash. But uh, I'm willing to step too willing to do it. But it really should be Ellen uh, to do it. Ellen's the only one. Ellen's the only one to do it that can keep it 
within the guidelines of we're not going to piss anybody off. She checks all the boxes except for a minority, which Whoopi, which Whoopi checks. But Whoopi doesn't check the lesbian box. Sort of. Right? Is there a, I look like a lesbian box. I'm kind of a lesbian-ish. She checks that box. But she doesn't check the actual lesbian box. Speaking of Ellen, I watched her special on Netflix. If you have an opportunity, eh, you don't, I would, you know, if you like Ellen, watch it. But I would, I'm not recommending you to watch it. That's not that good. They paid her $20 million bucks for that. $20 million for a Netflix special. I hope, after watching it, I hope that she had to foot the bill for production and stuff. You know, they said, okay, Ellen, here you go. Uh, we want to do a show for Netflix. We want it to be, you know, an hour, uh, at least an hour. And here's $20 million. But you've got to, you know, find the venue, pay for the production, get it all. Within that, you're, you're, you're paying for it all in that $20 million Because it's really not that good. She, I know she started out as a comedian, but she has a tough line to walk. I will give her that. Uh, it's tough for her to be a funny comedian like that. Um, doing what she does. Cause now with the Ellen show, she's got to have everybody like her. Everybody's got to love Ellen cause they're going to come on her show. They're going to hawk their stuff. They're going to have a few laughs and they're going to leave. And Ellen makes, you know, $50 million a year doing her, her syndicated TV show. So she's not, she doesn't want to burn that. She does not want to burn that bridge. So he's, I don't know how much she makes. I bet you she makes at least 50 million from that, from that syndicated show. I bet, absolutely, it's at least fifty. If she's not making fifty million on the Ellen Show, I, she needs me as her manager. I promise you that. So, my, my point is, is that that show is what is her bread and butter. That show is what's you know her survival. So the twenty million from Netflix, while nice, and you and I both could use an extra twenty million. Wait, are you on the air? Okay, that's fine. But I mean, okay, so Chris, apparently we're recording different today and he can't talk on the air. Darn the luck. Man, I wish that was, that wasn't, wasn't the case every day. So what's she make? 77 million a year. That was this year though, right? Okay. So that was with the 20 million from Netflix. Okay. So she's still, so she's up in around the hundred million mark with the, with the Netflix money. So I'm right. I'm right. She makes all of seventy million a year for that. Yeah, I mean that's a she deserves it. That's what that show deserves. It's a syndicated show that it's everywhere. Everybody watches it. Everybody loves it. It's worth that money. Everybody's making their. Everybody's grabbing their little their little coin from the pot of the Ellen pot. It's all good, but she's not going to burn those that bridge over a comedy joke. And if she pisses somebody off in the comedy joke, then that show gets burned. No way. So it was a pretty clean. All that to say, it really wasn't that funny. And I was writing, I was, the punchlines I was writing for her as she was saying them, as she was saying the jokes, it wasn't, I was disappointed. I think maybe there was one joke, maybe, may, maybe two, that was, you know, had me kind of, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> the rest of it was not. The rest of it was like, what? 20 million? How long is this show on for? No doubt. Uh, I, I'd, I'd pause it just to see the time left on the show. Just see. 
She got $20 million for this? There's still 20 minutes left on this thing? Holy Christ. Netflix. <laughs> Call me. Welcome to Fat Pile Friday. Happy to have you along for the ride today. It was uh, been, a, been a busy week for me. Busy week getting back on the horse, riding around the ranch, checking out the checking out the fences, making sure everything's everything's okay on the on the ranch. Everything's not okay on the ranch. Yeah, I turned into Cam Edwards for a minute. Except Cam's got uh, you know forty acres and a mule. I'm talking about a ranch. I'm talking about riding around, checking the fence posts, making everything's hooked up right. You know, sometimes you got to burn the poles, make sure that brush gets cut down a little bit. I'm a farmer. <laughs> I know about farming. I can throw a cow pie with the best of them. So anyway, I want to thank you for listening to uh, Chewing the Fat. And um, I hate, to, uh, more than anything, it, I, one of the things that I hate doing is asking you to uh, share with your friends the show and uh, tell them that they should subscribe to the show. And, uh, you know, really, that's part of the deal. I know. I know it is. It just drives me insane. Because I, I know you're there. I know you're listening. And I'm happy for it. I love you. I see you. I mean, that's why I've given you, I've helped you, you know, to to rate it, to review it, uh, to share it. I've, t- I've showed you ways to share it easily. I've told you ways to rate it and review it easily. Because I know, I know how busy you are, but I appreciate it and the show needs it. So if you have an opportunity, share it so we can build our subscribership up. Which is only means, you know, better shows for you. I'm not sure how that one works, but it does. But I will say that we've got some uh, we've got some reviews that I want to read to you that people are reviewing. Now, this is what I've asked you to do. I, you know, you listen to the show and you subscribe, of course, and then you review it and you just put down 20 stars and best podcast ever. Then you're done. Now, when you want to share it, you don't have to do that the first time. I know you're busy. The second time after you've already rated and review it, then you share it. And you just share it with, go on your email list. You know how you just pop up your email and you hit A and the email list drops down? Share, A, boom. Tomorrow, do share, B, boom. Just one, just click, click, click. You should really listen, you should really subscribe and listen to this. Click. That'd be great. Thank you. But there are a few of you that are uh, reviewing and uh, rating that really are, um, I mean, you're taking it upon yourself. To do what I'm not asking. I appreciate it. Kind of. You know, like uh, this particular uh, review. This particular review by uh, D.D. Sutto. Jeffy told me to write this. He told me to say this is the best podcast ever. See, that's right. But it really doesn't need to be said that way. Well, that is correct. Obligatory Jeffy review from I don't want, I don't want any nicknames. I don't want any nicknames. I don't want any nicknames. S. I don't want. I want to see how this works out here. Hold on. I don't want a nickname. Ass. I don't want a nickname. Ass. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. Uh, his uh, re- is a uh, obligatory Jeffy review. I'm writing this because Jeffy told me to. Andy, he's awesome. So yeah, 
Indeed, no doubt. I got it. This particular review I wouldn't have picked out myself, but this was given to me from my producer. Big surprise. Jeffy and Chris are perfect pairing for podcast magic. Love the show. 20 stars. I like the 20 stars. I like the love the show. I see Chris has titled himself WDWR on this review. So he's just writing his he's just writing his own reviews. Oh, sure. In my ear. That's not me. Right. All right. So, some people. No, that's fine. Some people believe it. And then we have this. Uh, how many more we got? These are actually okay. Here we go. Great memories. This episode reminded me of my heart attack. This coming Sunday will have been ten years. Thanks, Jeffy, for the memories. I don't know that I want to be thanked for that memory. I mean, I didn't recommend having a heart attack. I don't recommend it today. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm glad it reminded you of that. Maybe it brought back memories of hey, I've got to. I've got to do better and live longer in which you have, you know, and you've changed. So maybe that's it. If that's the case, good. You're welcome. No problem. Because I know in 10 years from now, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to make a, going to make a joke about not making it another 10 years. Decided we'd just stop right there. Kids, well, kids listen sometimes. This review, <laughs> this review, this review, see, this, what I'm trying to do is make it easy for you. So that you review it, you know, just best podcast ever, 20 stars, move on. Yeah, this is, Jeff Fisher is an absolute national treasure. I'm 99% certain he is the huddled mass Emma Lazarus was referring to. His heroics at the Island of Spice were the impetus for Francis Scott Key writing. Now look, there was a lot that happened at the Island of Spice that I'm proud about, but we that's, that's a lie. I just don't want, I didn't have anything to do with Francis Scott Key. And the home of the brave, home of the brave, we, we definitely were part of that. Don't shortchange yourself by missing out on what may be one of his last shows. I mean, that's, that's true. If my son turns out to be a quarter of the man, I'll be the proudest father. Oh, my gosh. Stinky digits. That means so much to me. And it means even more now that I realize that you call yourself stinky digits. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so today is Fat Pile Friday. And I'm telling you, the Fat Pile, for one week, I'll be back one week. The fat pile has gotten so fat. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens. Now, a quick recap of yesterday. We talked a little bit about um, uh, the West Side Rag online blog, which reported the man uh, finding the $10,000 in the designer bag on the subway and then turned it in, and the lady was in Russia, blah, blah, blah. You can go listen to the podcast about the whole story, which I thought I, I don't buy no, but I think that the person who found the bag, this Richard Taverna, is one of the writers at the West Side Rag Online blog and just came up with this story to look good and to write a story. So I go to West Side Rag Online blog. I go. I, I actually I did some homework. I went to West Side Rag Online blog. And every story is tagged, written by West Sider. Okay? So how many of them have all kinds of stories? But nobody takes... Nobody takes ownership of the articles. They all they all call themselves West Sider. So I still I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Uh, Richard Taverna is still pissed that he that he can't byline his stories as West Sider. So he came up with a story to put his actual name inside the story, so that when it's posted on West Side Rag Online blog under West Sider, his name still gets tagged inside the story. Guaranteed, that's, that's what happened to that. So, all right, Fat Pile Friday. 
Where should we start? I really don't have any, I don't have any rhyme or reason to some of these stories today. Just because it's been a, you know, it's been a strange week this week. Really strange. I, I, I can't explain it. It's just been a weird week. It's been just a weird week. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to feel good. I'm feeling good. I'm working on getting my energy up, but it really sucks not smoking. I mean, it's been, what's the day? Today is the 11th, so that would have been 12, 13, 14 days. And I still, I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily missing it all the time, but there are certain times when I really just like, ooh, I want a cigarette. I haven't had one. I haven't had one. I'm done. I'm over. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like complaining about it because it's just, you know, it's pointless to complain about it. Just don't smoke and shut up. But that's why you don't know. There are several times during the course of any given day. When a nice cigarette would taste good. Open up the pack, fresh pack of cigarettes. Pat that, pat that cigarette out of that container. Fire up the light. That smoke just wraps around your lungs inside your body. See, saying it like that makes me realize why smoking is bad. <laughs> I just realize, you know, Jeff, that's why it's bad. And it's not necessarily, it's just, I, I, I'm done with them, but it's just been a weird week without them. Weird 14 days, actually, without them. You know what's even weirder is when you're sitting, let's say I'm watching, like I've been watching this. Oh, I started watching True Detective on HBO. I hadn't, I hadn't watched it at all. This first season, all they do is smoke. The whole damn season, everybody in the show smokes. I can't take, I mean, I, I, I have to stop it every so often and just walk around the house for a little bit. And then I think to myself, well, it's bad. Look, it's dirty. Look how filthy it is. Those ashes everywhere. Nasty smoke everywhere. Nasty. I know. It's nasty. Still want one, though. All right, we'll get to the fat pile. Let's go. All right, fat pile Friday on Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much. I think we're just going to, instead of going trying to find a rhyme or reason to the stories, like we've had theme shows this past week. Been a couple of days of theme shows, kind of like a, you know, this day is this day, and you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to talk about the what the f days and the bit hoodwink days. Yeah, you know, those are good shows, and we 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 brought a lot of a lot of things to light, a lot of things to light for you, and a lot of things for you to think about. I mean, we just we just start plowing through the the fat pile. Like a San Francisco man brings a dead raccoon into McDonald's and puts it on the table. Causing panic and store closure. You closed the store? Because the guy brought in a dead raccoon? Come on now. It happened in San Francisco. Oh, but we can have we can have human poop and needles on the street, but we can't have a dead raccoon? Stop it. The footage shows a bearded man briefly sitting beside the dead animal at the table. The MFR brings a dead ass raccoon into McDonald's. 
<laughs> so the guy videotaping this month, as I said, I'm going to bring the dead ass raccoon into McDonald's. <laughs> this is I'm ever crazy. I tell you, only in San Francisco. Then why do we close the store? Why? The cell phone footage shows the raccoon's blood was left. Well, that might have been. I didn't realize he was still bleeding. <laughs> so the raccoon was actually still bleeding and dripping. He had just been killed. That might have been why we closed. Uh, the store was shut, so staff could ensure area was properly cleaned. They couldn't do that with the store open. I mean, if I'm McDonald's, I say, you know, at least leave the drive-thru open, right? You don't close the whole thing down. Wow. So apparently uh, the man uh, may have been homeless. We don't even know that. He didn't meet the criteria for a psychiatric detention. Huh. I wonder if that's true in every city across America or just San Francisco. If you were to bring a freshly killed raccoon into a McDonald's, still dripping blood, threw it up on the table, sat down. I wonder if you would meet the criteria for a psychiatric detention in any other city in America. I'm guessing yes. Yes, you would. Man in gloves picks up the deceased raccoon by the tail, takes it out of the restaurant and places it in the trash can. So somebody picked it up, had gloves, took care of it. I still don't understand why we closed the store. I really don't. The blood, he dripped it from the door to the table. Then the guy, somebody else picks it up and drips it from the table back to the door and drips it out to the trash can. It doesn't affect my hamburger. It didn't affect my hamburger. It didn't affect, especially in the drive-thru. It doesn't affect my shake. It doesn't affect any of that. I, I don't understand. Maybe a breathing, maybe... Breathing, breathing, uh, I didn't, ooh, if you're standing in line, though, and you start breathing raccoon blood, could be a problem. I'd like some, ooh, what's that smell? Is that your salad? No, it's raccoon blood. Guy was in here earlier today. Guy was in here earlier today. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So bad. So bad. I don't know where to go with these stupid stories. I got so many of these stupid stories. I really like this story, I don't know why this story is so fascinating. I saw it over the holidays, and, and it's in the fat pile. A large purple penguin statue that was swiped from a hotel in Oklahoma City apparently managed to waddle back home. Did it. Did it. Um, Oklahoma City police on Friday announced the statue, which disappeared Sunday at the uh, Museum Hotel, had been returned. No arrest had been announced. Yeah, you didn't know who took it. You don't know who returned it. Hotel speculated that it was stolen by someone visiting a guest. Really? Surveillance images show a man carrying the artwork by its head. The penguin is about two-thirds the height of the statue of the thief. A spokesman for the hotel said she was thrilled the penguin has been returned to our flock. Stop it. Hey, it's a little stupid penguin in your hotel. Cute little thing. So you had, a, you had footage of the thief... And actual the actual theft, but you couldn't make out who did it, who took it. That's interesting. It's interesting. Anybody we can call, Ivan? That's interesting. I would steal that stuff and just take pictures with it around different places and then send it back. Right? I mean that that's how that's why people take that stuff. You take uh, you you take the penguin and then you go and you take a couple selfies and uh, hey, me and the stolen penguin are traveling uh, around Oklahoma City today. You take selfies with it all over the city, and then you, you, know, you slide it back into the hotel. 
Woman breaks into police station, wanted to date a cop. And it doesn't, there's no reason for you to break into the police station. She smashed her way into a closed Pennsylvania police station looking for an officer. She'd been sexually hurt ever since he arrested her. Oh, so he, she got arrested by this cop and fell in love. Nice. She used a large cigarette butt receptacle to smash glass doors into the West Wildwood <laughs> building, eroding through filing cabinets. Man, you want to talk about uh, being careful who you say hello to and are nice to. That's some crazy, 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 you know what I'm talking about. I mean, everybody's had a, a Joni Tony in their life, right? I mean, a, a female that some days is Joni, she's really nice. And some days is Tony, which is taking a large cigarette butt receptacle and smashing through glass doors at the West, at the West Wyoming Police Department or wherever you live. She's in trouble for that, and he's got to be like, why? But I just wanted to see Officer, whatever his name is, because it doesn't say in the story. Oh, so they let the officer off, but her name, Ashley Keister. Is Is that a real name, Keister? Come on now. Krispy Kreme delivers donuts to officers over pastry loss. You remember you saw the picture? that uh, the Lexington Police Department shared on their social media, uh, social media where a burned truck, a Krispy Kreme truck, uh, had caught fire and burned, and they posted a picture joking, mourning the loss of the Krispy Kreme truck, which is actually funny. I mean, they were making fun of themselves, they are making fun of the donuts, and they are saying sorry for the loss of, you know, the Krispy Kreme donuts. Well, Krispy Kreme, uh, chief marketing officer, they wanted to comfort the department in their time of sorrow, so they sent uh, they sent a bunch of donuts to the police department. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty nice. I don't understand this story at all. Uh, spilled chicken, chicken tender. I really don't understand why would you pick them up. I mean, are we, are we, uh, but it's not. The chicken tenders aren't for pickup. An Alabama sheriff's office is warning people against eating chicken that tumbled onto the rural. So the, the 18-wheeler crashed on Alabama 35. And you know, every time I'm on Alabama 35, you've got to watch out for crashes. So just be careful. Next time you're on Alabama 35, just be careful. It spilled boxes of chicken tenders. Now, motorists began stopping to pick up the... F- motorists began stopping and started picking up chicken tenders. It doesn't matter whether it's cash, whether it's boxes of chicken tenders... Whatever it is, frozen pizzas, if it's crashed and laying outside the road from an 18-wheeler, people are stopping to pick it up. It's theirs. That's free merchandise. That should be a law. I'm not big on regulation, but I think that should be a law. If a truck crashes and it's full of whatever kind of goods and it falls all over the place on the road, if people stop and pick it up, it's theirs. It's not their fault the truck crashed. Whatever it is, live animals, frozen food, whatever it is, it becomes yours. So they posted a notice on his Facebook page, which I'm sure everybody that stopped along Highway 35 was reading. They got the alert from the Facebook page from the Cherokee County Emergency Management Agency. They all got the alert. (laughs) So stupid. 
There's like when they got well, that, that, 100, 500 people tops. Five, look, go to Facebook right now, seriously, and look up the Cherokee County Emergency Management Agency, their Facebook page. I No, it doesn't look like you are, though. What I'm looking, I'm looking across through the glass here. It doesn't look like you are. It looks like you're just staring off into space. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, but I bet you they have got maybe what, maybe a thousand, thousand likes, maybe. And so they posted, but they were quick to post on their Facebook page asking people to quit picking up the chicken. Uh, the food isn't safe to eat after hours on the ground. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad I got the alert from the Cherokee County. What was the Cherokee County Emergency Management Agency Facebook page? Let me break. All right, I don't know. Thirty-two hundred people. Thirty-two hundred people got the alert from the Cherokee County Emergency Management Agency Facebook page. And out of those thirty-two hundred, how many were on thirty-five picking up chicken tenders? How many looked at their phones? So you're down to what? Maybe one. Good news from Starbucks. And I mean good news. Uh, They're thinking about adding a needle disposable box in their bathrooms. I mean, thank you. Because how many times have you gone into a Starbucks bathroom and there's been syringes all over the bathroom floor and you're like, can't these people just put them in the trash can? But now you know that if if I'm a junkie and I go into a Starbucks bathroom to, to shoot up, and I don't have the I don't have the patience to put the needle into the trash can. Um, but I will have the patience to put it into the needle disposal box. I mean, maybe I'm guessing maybe they are putting it in the trash can. Now that I'm talking it out, now that they're putting it in the trash can, and so there, it could be affecting some of the employees taking out the trash, right? So they want to be able to have a place to put the needles in. So they're not affecting the employee taking out the trash. Maybe, maybe. And how much? Where? Where is that? Where? It can't be all over the country. Come on now. I'm sorry. San Francisco, L.A., maybe Chicago, maybe New York. Well, for sure Philly, because that's ground zero for the racist attack for Starbucks, right? That's ground zero. So you got. I mean, you have to whatever they do now in the world of Starbucks has to happen in Philadelphia. But it's a good thing that, um, you know, people that were so pissed at Starbucks, the boycott uh, is taking effect because I, uh, I drive by one, two, three, three. And if I look real close, I can see a fourth one on my way to work. If I, if I actually slow down a little bit, I can look at an exit and see a fourth one, but three. Yeah. If I slow down, I'm not going to slow down. But if there's three of them that I don't have to slow down and I actually drive by. They are backed up two and three to a mule at those places every day. Backed up. Drive through, walk in, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, they're in. It's amazing. And so if you think that this is going to stop people from showing up, no. This is, oh, they've got a needle disposable box in the bathroom. Oh, good. Good, that's good. So nice of them. Honey, just use the bathroom. It's okay. Don't mind the long-haired man shooting up in the corner. 
I mean, I saw my daughter in the bathroom of Starbucks. Here, go ahead, baby. Uh, Dad, uh, I couldn't go. There was two men with beards sitting on the toilets in the in the stalls with needles in their arms. Can I use the other bathroom? No. You can pee right here in the middle of this freaking store. That's what I'm doing. I have my kids pee all over that freaking store. That's what's gonna that's what I'm doing. Uh oh man, do I want that to happen now? Oh, do I want that to happen now? All right. All right, we got more <laughs> right, we got more fat pile. I mean I if we just do the headlines, because I've got so much fat pile to get here. I mean, disgraced judge gets prison for posting fake sex ads for ex-girlfriends. Good for him. I mean, bad. Bad judge. Bad. Bad judge. A disgraced judge in Texas convicted of posting fake sex ads, sex for hire ads, featuring photos of two ex-girlfriends. Six years in prison? What? 47-year-old former judge in Galveston County convicted of two counts of online impersonation. Come on now. Online impersonation after posting the photographs of two former girlfriends on a website offering escort services as a form of online revenge. I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's bad funny. Bad wrong funny. I'm not laughing at it at all. Prosecutors say he used the photographs he took from the victim's Facebook page in ads he bought on Backpage.com under Don Tequila. All along the way, there have been a few offenses. It's just been a really long time in coming, but hopefully he's done with the Galveston County. I mean, this is just, they, they were just tired of this guy. The judge had made them all mad. And so that he finally did something they could go after him. Backpage.com was shut down by the feds last April, right? I remember that. Right. Who's under the head guy? He was under, this is the judge too, right? Dupre, Yeah. So this was his, right. He was ordered to undergo psychiatric evaluation following his initial arrest in 2013 on contempt of court charges. Got 45 jails for that. For using, he got 45 days in jail for using his Facebook page to criticize a prosecutor. I mean, now we're starting to get into a little territory of what? He can't use social media, the internet, anything anymore. And now he's in jail for Six years. That'll teach him. Bastard judge trying to make his ex-girlfriends look like they're hooking. Ridiculous. All right, a couple more before we go on uh, on Fat Pile Friday. I know uh, I want you to have a wonderful weekend this weekend. Enjoy the family. And uh, we'll see you back, uh, you know, look for the download on Monday. But a couple of stories that uh, fascinated me uh, this week that were ended up in the fat pile we never got to. Uh, I know that uh, there's a new uh, AI that uh, is now uh, Netflix and your local Hulu and your local uh, subscriber apps will be using. And they'll be able to uh, find people that are sharing their account numbers with other people. So be ready for that. Be on the lookout for that. It's a uh, it's fascinating how they're going to be able to tell who uses what, where they use it from, and they're going to be able to say, mm, uh, no. And how many people you have using your account? Apparently, people. This is kind of a good idea. I wish I'd have done this. Apparently, people have uh, been selling their passwords. So, like, say if you pay Netflix ten bucks a month, I could rent you my password for 
five bucks a month. Save you money and make me money. So you can have multiple, multiple accounts using. And that's uh, Netflix needs to crack down on that. Originally, I know they said that they weren't too concerned about the people who were sharing their passwords because the amount was not that much and it would work out that people would end up buying the service. And now they're getting so big that it's worth a lot of money. Uh, they're going to start cracking down big time. It's worth a lot of money. So if you're still using, uh, if you're still using your folks' password, uh, you may want to think again. You may want to think again. Also, a story that I found. I don't know why this story fascinates me, but did you know? Here's a little fact for you that you can take with you this weekend. Okay. Uh, the two biggest dollar store chains, Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Now, you know, Dollar Tree is the, uh, you know, they're still stuck. Everything's a dollar. And Dollar General is, you know, a convenience store, grocery store, in between a convenience store and grocery store, but not everything is a dollar. And they're, you know, they're all over America. And, of course, they're all over America. Did you realize that together, between Dollar General and Dollar Tree, they operate more stores than the top six U.S. retailers combined dollar general and dollar tree have more stores than walmart kroger costco home depot cvs and walgreens combined that is amazing and i I mean i've been in both those and they're, they're okay you know and they you want to get a laugh go into the dollar tree and just ask how much something is oh they think it's funny man do they, they oh they laugh they laugh so hard. So is this a, how much is this? Dollar. Yeah, I know, but how much is this? Dollar. Stop asking. They're ready to kick you out. But that's what's wrong with the with their their actually the story was about uh, how bad it is. Their um, projected growth is way down, and they're not worth as much as they could be. And one of the things that is a problem is that they've stayed with their everything is a dollar motif, which is actually um, you know hurting a little bit. Because um, of inflation and lower quality products, it becomes uh, you know goes against the goes against the grain. You're not uh, used to be a uh, you still get a decent product for a dollar, mm, not so much anymore, not so much anymore. And not everybody needs uh, you know a dollar's worth of uh, plastic forks or spoons or knives. And we've got some, you know what? I've got a whole stack of stuff that I haven't even got to yet on Fat Pile Friday and yet. You know what I want to do? I want to go home. And I know that you're listening to this on your way home today, on Friday, and you're thinking, me too. So let's just get home and uh, enjoy the weekend, okay? And if you're listening to this on Saturday and Sunday, continue to listen, of course. Uh, but then just relax and enjoy the family, okay? Let's do that. Remember. Oh, and uh, remember, you. I'm still looking for some pictures uh, for... Uh, the bird box challenge for chewing the fat. So make me a bird box challenge video and you can win some prizes from the shop.theblaze.com uh, store with the chewing the fat uh, merchandise. So make a little bird box challenge. Let me see the, let me see you video something kind of funny uh, with the bird box challenge and hashtag chewing the fat and bird box challenge. Um, you know, for sure. Hashtag chewing the fat and then you can hashtag whatever else you want on there. But for sure, Hashtag chewing the fat 
and then let me know that it's the Bird Box Challenge. And I'll pick, uh, we'll have two or three winners, and you'll all get prizes, and uh, we'll air it and talk about it uh, here on the network. Okay, so don't forget, hashtag Chewing the Fat and the Bird Box Challenge. Have a great weekend, and uh, remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, 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 o